0: Welcome to Black Family Table Talk. We are your hosts, Tony and Tony.
1: Listen in weekly as we discover ways to build a strong black family. What are we going to discuss today, Tony?
0: The number one argument that leads to divorce.
1: This is a really tough topic for me because of all of the challenges that we've had in this area of our marriage.
0: Well, coming together on finances, agreeing to how we should handle our finances. We got married pretty quickly after meeting each other. We met, and within eight months, we were married. We made the decision to get married four months into the relationship, and then four months after that, we were married. So we didn't sit down and talk about How are we going to handle our finances? And we both had different perspectives on how things should be done. But I think we got off to a good start because it was just the two of us for the first three to four years. Didn't have any children and we lived within our means. We were able to save money. We had a substantial investment account and we had um, two incomes. So we were able to do pretty much what we wanted the first four years travel, etc., get to know each other. Uh, Once we started having children, we had our first child at the age of 30, and we had our second child shortly after that, maybe 15 months afterwards, that's right, 15 months. So with Cameron, um, our oldest, you went back to work and we were able to purchase our first home very early on, and things were pretty good. When we had our second child, we decided that you would be a stay-at-home mom. Life went on as a stay-at-home mom. And so we tried to come up with ventures, I would say, entrepreneurship opportunities that were pretty much home-based businesses. And we went into those with our proper planning to a point where We've, we got off track and we did not have a plan in place to handle our personal household expenses and our business expenses were commingled from both sides going across and kind of blurred the lines. So we got into financial um, difficulties and called debt. Called debt. <laughs> the plan to get out of that debt is where I think the friction occurred. We didn't do the necessary things to buckle down after getting into financial debt. Uh, Maintaining a lifestyle on one hand and trying to get out of the debt at the same time created the friction and created more debt. You could never get out until you really cut it off at the knees, and, and we never did that. And that's of the difficulties finances can cause a family because that debt created... A lot of tension for us. Finger pointing, who who was at fault. As I was going through it, you know, I was the consistent breadwinner for the family, so I had an attitude that probably didn't help because it it pushed you away, and I think that caused a lot of friction in our marriage. Because I I had the attitude that okay, well, if I'm paying off the debt of the of the business. And carrying a household, you know, there is some responsibility, some burden I had. And I felt it was as the man of the house that I should try to figure this out. And it caused a lot of problems until just very recently when we decided to handle our finances differently. And that started with stop using debt, stop using credit card, because there's 30 years history of doing it the wrong way. From my point of view, we were not on the same page. At one time, we had joint accounts, and then we went to separate accounts because there was argument about how money should be spent. So that carried us for a bit, but it was a placeholder. It didn't solve our problem. Our problem was debt, not each other. But we looked at it. In the middle of it, we took it personal. We didn't have a plan going in it we didn't have a plan coming out of it, and we put placeholders in place. Well, you deal with that, I deal with this. This your money, this my money. And that just kept the peace, but it never really eliminated the problem. The problem was the debt. Debt came about a number of different ways. Credit card spending, starting businesses, starting a real estate business, starting two franchises. We were able to maintain a uh, living situation. Debt kept bleeding until just recently when we decided enough was enough. We started a Dave Ramsey course and I'm on track now. Good news. Thank you, Jesus. All praises to God. We are on track now to be out of debt, paying off everything in four and a half years, including our home, which to put us and being out of debt and we can go into retirement without having that over our head. That's a quick summation of 30 years of history of being in debt, going up and down, doing the quick fix, you know, debt consolidation. That doesn't work because you you consolidate your debt and next thing you know, you're running up the cards again. Right now we're at the point where we're not using credit card debt for living expenses or to purchase things that without saving our money, and buying things with cash.
1: This is probably the most difficult discussion because it is so painful to me and our financial history is so painful. Our financial history is what I believe led to many, many, many relationship problems over the years and kept us from thriving as a couple and I think that the coping coping mechanisms that we used were to suppress it and not talk about it because our behaviors led to zero to 60 implosions that upset the house. And it's probably my biggest regret and how many arguments that we had about finances and it's it's very painful to me to look back retrospectively because i mean when you know better you do better but i would have done so many things so differently and it is just a, that there were times where i felt like i was not being treated as an equal adult and i and when you hint you wanted to be the man of the house that's that was the the position that you held when, or I felt you held when we would be at the hottest point in our argument. And I just felt as though I couldn't make mistakes in our relationship. And when I did make re- mistakes in our in our financial relationship, they were unforgivable. But when you made mistakes in our financial behaviors, you were worthy and warranted forgiveness. So that was, that was a part of what I thought was imbalanced. Um, but I also thought, I also brought these expectations into the marriage that were assumptions that shouldn't have been made. And that was my mom and dad, when my father came home, he gave, he took out what he needed for the week or the two weeks and he gave my mother the rest of the money his check and she would pay the bills she would take care of our expenses by clothes and the household the mortgage she would handle and manage all of it so when I came into the marriage you know since we got married so fast I thought okay this is the way it should be I should be the one managing the money you should take out and that was probably a big mistake because I thought that that's the way you everybody did it and then clashed with your expectations were that as a man you should have the say over what and where we should spend money and in the beginning like you said we were on the same page because we both were interested in in acquiring assets and buying a house and and being in business so we were subscribing to all of the right financial ideals but we didn't have the knowledge to go forward or how to go forward and had just went in two totally different directions and again that was very painful because again we both made mistakes but and it, and there was a lot of finger pointing and it was there were it was it was just hard to the point where i just became numb and didn't want to deal with it anymore and like you said there was a huge breakdown and you took your ball and went home. And I took my ball and went home. And we continued to to financially coexist. And one of the things that I that I did, I got out of debt in 2010. I was zero debt as a result of a business venture that went really bad. And then I ended up being sued and had to declare bankruptcy in order to keep them from taking our homes. And... Um, So that curse turned out to be a blessing because I was able to hit the reset button. And it was really a wake-up call for me because I realized and recognized that I had to be more fiscally responsible. Since then, you agreed to take the Dave Ramsey course. And I'm so grateful that you did because we are so much more clear about... Our finances and our relationship is free from the burden of financial disaster and the impact of that on our marriage. That's that's our marriage story in the realm of finances and how we managed to stay together is really truly, uh, I would say, a miracle. Prayer, lots and lots and lots of prayer. Whew, lots of prayer. How did you see uh, the finances impacting our, the intimacy in our
0: relationship? Well, I think finances took its toll on our relationship as a whole. When we went separately with our finances, you went one way and I went another way, that took away from our oneness, and that obviously spills over into our intimacy as well. So it, it, it created problems, I would admit it created problems because we didn't want to talk about it. And we have lack of communication that affects the relationship as a whole. I think the saving grace for us was we were still raising children. And we were very good at raising our children, just very bad at um, communicating um, about finances and working on our marriage. We were busy working on our children. And the spillover from working over our children created a lot of great memories for our marriage. We were a great team and being parents. But as husband and wife, our relationship did suffer.
1: I think that it was, phew, it was, I think it significantly impacted our ability to have deep intimacy because the financial situation, even though it was suppressed and it was just for the sake of peace, it it still existed. So, you know, it's in your head, it's in your heart. And it's really hard to get past that to, 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 to become intimate because intimacy is into me, you see. And if you're not seeing eye to eye on something as important as finances, it definitely does take its toll. It's been a tough time and we've managed to um, get through it, but I wish that it wasn't like it was.
0: Okay, let me ask you then, um, what would you have done differently 30 years ago
1: want to get the give the wrong impression. I think it's important that people grow together, but I think that one of the things that we did that I would never recommend is stuffing a problem. 30 years of marriage, we didn't go to counseling until last year. I just believe that everybody should have a counselor on speed dial when it comes to any hiccups. And not suppress it, because I I believe that once you begin to start suppressing problems, the marriage is going to end when that comes to overflow, because it just explodes, and it happens, and you have these brutal arguments, but nothing is resolved. I would have at the very beginning, I would have had a plan.
0: I mean, we put together a plan.
1: Yeah, we we would have worked on a plan of action for our financial landscape, what our expectations were, goals, how to handle it, definitely. Some type of an agreement of of what to do moving forward. Probably even taking the Dave Ramsey course or something similar if it were available before we even talked about, before we even got married, just to make sure we were on the same page. What about you? you? What would you have done differently?
0: I have the same sentiments you have. Planning is key. Everything should be planned. That's what I've learned from taking this financial course. We we traveled a lot, plopped down a credit card and paid for that. We should have had a plan for vacation. Yeah. We should have had a plan for household expenses, living by budget, uh emergency expenses rather than using a credit card for emergency situations. We should have had a savings, emergency fund, money set aside. That's in our personal household. When we ventured out into the various entrepreneurial uh, ventures we took on, we should have had a plan for that. We should have had a business plan for every business and various other ventures that we set, set out to do
1: Okay, so I want to share some statistics on four ways that finances impact divorce rates. If you have an annual income of $50,000 or more, that decreases your risk of getting a divorce by 30%. The second, foolishly spending money increases your divorce rate by 45%. Third, couples that argue about finances at least once a week are 30% more likely to get a divorce. Wow. And fourth, couples with no assets in the first three years of marriage and who don't acquire any assets are 70% more likely to divorce compared to couples with at least $10,000 or more in assets. What do you think about that?
0: Wow, those numbers are staggering. It proves our point that finances is a a tough issue to deal with in marriages.
1: Yeah, so what would be your principal takeaway?
0: A Couple of things. You noted one earlier. You have problems in your marriage, seek out counseling. If you're having financial problems, seek out a financial planner. Agree to do those things.
1: I think that people should have a joint bank account, an emergency account, and then one account for each family member. That they have 100% discretion over what they spend and a savings accounts. So that's what I think.
0: I, I think that's two good principles to take away.
1: Okay. Well, I would like to invite our listeners to take a two-minute financial self-assessment. And it's private. You know, you don't have to share it. It's just a questionnaire and you get to score it to see where you are uh, on finances and handling and managing finances. It'll help you take a look at your financial situation and see where you can improve. Any last words?
0: Work together. Uh, Hang in there. Everything can be resolved yeah. if you want to do it and you have the mind to do it. And you can get to the point where you both can enjoy life yeah. again. And we're at that point right now where we are enjoying life. Uh, finance is in order and um, that's a big help.
1: Black Family Table Talk, that's what's up. That's what's up. Visit our website to download this week's two-minute financial self-assessment tool at blackfamilytabletalk.com.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Black Family Table Talk. We pray that you heard some principles to put into your strong Black Family toolbox. Be sure to tune in next week and remember, sharing is caring. If you enjoyed this podcast, Be sure to subscribe and visit our website at blackfamilytabletalk.com. Look for special discounts and ways to be part of the Black Family Table Talk community.
1: As a part of our mission to do our part to strengthen Black families, we endorse small Black-owned businesses. This is our way of strengthening Black families economically. This week's Small Black Business Spotlight is on Friends Body Care Products. I tell you, I'm so excited about this product because it's an all-natural, organic deodorant that works. Visit our website for details. Under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976, allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comments, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by a copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. The news and opinions expressed on Black Family Tabletop do not necessarily reflect various platform posts. All type topics are for entertainment purposes only. Discretion is strongly advised, and all commentary is alleged. This is a Micah 68 Media LLC production.